Thank you. My name is Tristan, for those of you that haven't met me before. Hello. I'm from Aldridge School. I'm in year 11. I'm going to do my GCC soon. It's going to be great fun. So before I say anything, can I just like thank the band first? Because that was honestly one of the best like band performances we've had this year, I think. It was really good. Thank you. Okay, so today I've been asked to talk to you about broken society. And this isn't really a question to me, it's more of a statement. There's like no question whether or not it's fixed or broken, it just is. And it never really can. So the first thing, can I ask you to like, like talk to someone next to you about one thing you've like seen recently that's broken? Something that you've seen and gone, wow, that's just not right. Can we fix it? Okay, does everyone have a thing they can think of? So when I say like, now society's broken, you can, you can think about what you've said. So whenever I say it, it's like that thing is the thing that's broken. So it's obvious to see we're in a society that's constantly imperfect. We go on Twitter, social media, anything. We talk to friends, it's not hard to see. And it's not hard to see because I think it was two years ago at Cloverly, before Whitemore Lakes, we had a speaker called Mike Pilavachi, the, like the Moana guy. He was real cool. But he did a whole talk. He did a whole talk about how our society is a society that complains, and we are. We complain about everything. Everything. Every little thing, we've complained about it. Like the dumb things. Like I can't really think of any, but you know there are. And this is why we can't have a perfect society, because we constantly complain about it, but we don't want to do anything about it. So, could, could you do the video? Woo, okay, this is like a short video about just how it's broken. You don't have to look very far to see that the world's not the way it should be. Just look in your timeline, look in the news, look in the community. Every day somebody in the world starves to death, but at the same time, somebody in the world is throwing food away. Food that somebody else could have. Countries are torn apart by war and greed, and people are killed because of the colour of their skin, or the country they're born in. Whilst all of this is going on, we just seem to be like content and happy to just build our home on top of it all. What I don't understand is why we always seem to be happy and content and just not thinking about all the mess and the hurt that is going on in the world because we're too busy thinking about what we're going to do on the evening and what we're going to do with our friends. We don't think about the impact that some of the things that we do in our lives are having on the world and on other people in other countries because we choose not to care about them and think about them. We just 
would rather do stuff ourselves. Do you even know what's going on in the world? Do you want more than this for the world and for our own lives? What do you even think God thinks about all this mess in the world? God doesn't want things to stay the way they are in the world. He wants to change things and make things better. He wants to make the world good again. But the only way of him doing that is alongside you. We're here, me and you. We're in this world and we are the only people who can make a difference. Christians believe that they are part of God's plan to do this, but God wants everyone to join in too. He wants us to join in and fix the world with him, the creator. Ultimately, God wants everything to be back to the way it should be, with no pain and no suffering and no hurt, and that can begin now. We can be the start of that change. What can you do to make the world a better place? Can you start picking up litter, recycling? Can you even start volunteering at somewhere? Even just going up to someone and saying, how are you, and seeing how they are, and seeing how their day is going, how their life is, that can make a massive difference. Even just smiling at someone as you walk past them in the street. So are you comfortable? Are you comfortable to build your home amongst all the brokenness and the hurt? Or are you willing to take upon God's offer to fix all this? Okay, so, so everything we've thought of, the things we have in our heads, are we okay with living with this? And what do we do if we don't? Well, we need to turn these complaints that we have into solutions, like the video says. So, I'm a geography student, I'm doing GCSE geography, and at the moment we're doing the economic world, which is terrible. So, the wealth gap, is the idea that there are rich people and then there are poor people. There's no in-between. And this is a huge problem that I see at the moment, especially since this is a topic we're doing. So there are things like CEOs of big companies like McDonald's. They earn £3,101 for every £1 their employee earns. So they earn like minimum wage, that's like £8 something, and they will earn 3,101 times that much, which is a huge difference when you think about it. And Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, you'd think his company, he actually earns one-to-one. -one. So he, for every one pound he earns, an employee earns the same amount. So he earns minimum wage. But there's actually a catch. He actually has a $10 billion stake in his own company. So he still makes a lot of money. So in the UK, there are 40 million homeless. And 44% of the, world, the UK's wealth is owned by 10% of the population. That's almost half of everything, like all the money, with 10 people. No, not 10 people, 10% of people. So this is just completely wrong, I think. I'm not saying like communism is the way to go, but maybe just something... <laughs> something a little bit less extreme than this. So I've thought of two solutions to these, impossibly like inconceivable, but just weird, wacky solutions. So the first one is EgoFundMe. So this is like a regular GoFundMe, except it's where rich people 
can give money to poor people for the only thing they like more than their money. This is getting stuff named after them. So they can donate like five billion dollars and will name like a, like a motorway stop station after them. And that'll, that'll be theirs. Or they could pay like a billion dollars and get a road named after them. And this is all gonna take their money and give it to everyone, which is like one idea. It's probably not gonna work, but it's just a simple little thing. The second one was the Garage Growth Initiative. Now, this plays on the, the saying, give a man a fish, he'll f you'll feed him for a day. Give him, teach a man how to fish, no. You give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day. Teach a man how to fish, you'll feed him for a lifetime. Thank you. So instead of this, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You give a man a garage, he'll invent a fish that you can sell and make money off of. So this idea is, so if everyone just gets a garage, this is where all the big companies start. Like in a garage with an idea, and everyone who's poor, earning like this minimum wage stuff, not having it, they're all gonna make their own ideas and build their own wealth. And of course that's probably not gonna work either, but these are solutions. These are my complaints about society. And they're probably not gonna work, but there are solutions. So that's what I want you guys to think about. So the complaints you had at the beginning, I want you to think of something absolutely ridiculous. It can be the most outlandish idea, like if we don't like Theresa May, we can send her to Mars. Like something completely out there, but it's a solution. And this is how it all starts. A, a solution, an idea. And you won't necessarily go through with this, but it's getting to this process of instead of having constant complaints about everything you do, you start to have solutions about these things, these little things that you can start to change. And that's what I want you guys to take away today. So how can you change the little things? Like you were saying, can you pick up litter on the floor? I know our school, Aldridge School, that we, like usually at the beginning of the day, the cleaners have done their job, it's all nice, no rubbish anywhere. Usually around break time, it starts to get a bit, you start to notice some stuff. And then like by lunch, it's just, whew, it's everywhere. So just think about that. You could just go put it in a bin. You could just not stick the gun under the table. You could just not chew it, which would be great. So, yeah, thank you for listening. That is the end of the talk. Yeah.